This is Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about Mi'kmaq people, politics, land, and water. Hello, I'm Glenn Wheeler. Welcome to episode 273, brought to you with listener support. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Mi'kmaq Matters. Right now in Newfoundland and Labrador, there are crucial discussions underway that will determine whether it is a marine protection area or environmentally destructive fish farms that win the day. Parks Canada wants to establish a marine conservation area on the south coast, but there are powerful forces aligned against it seeking to surround the area with salmon pens. The loudest voice supporting fish farms, the government of Newfoundland and Labrador. With all that we know about fish farms, how could this be? As fish farms are driven out of jurisdictions around the world, the Pacific coast of Canada and the U.S., Australia among them, why is our government cheerleading this controversial industry? The answer to this question comes to us in a new book, originally published in Norway and just now appearing in English, written by two investigative journalists who have been covering the industry at home and abroad. The new fish, the truth about farmed salmon and the consequences we can no longer ignore, is the title. It charts the dream in the 1970s of a new way to help feed the world and how that positive vision warped into a global business that has gotten rich by spreading misinformation, suppressing science, and developing relationships with governments so deep that it's hard to know where public administration ends and private enterprise begins. Our guest this week is one of the authors, Simon Sayetra. He joined us from Oslo. So, Simon... um... Thanks for the for the book, which is very relevant for us here in this part of the world. And um, tell us about how you became interested in this subject of um, uh, fish farms. I gather that you have, uh, it's in part a personal interest because uh, when you were younger, back in um, some years ago, you and the family, like a lot of Norwegians, would go to the coast and uh, for your july and august uh, trip for salmon fishing yeah i i i've been fishing before but uh actually my co-author seattle has been uh fishing even more for for salmon i i never caught a, a salmon myself but uh, oh. you know it's a it's a big thing and and everybody in norway fish and um um what happened was that uh, you know the the salmon started to disappear from the from the rivers and uh, this um, uh, made a lot of impression on many people, uh, and um, the the main reasons for that are, uh, or two of the main reasons are uh, lies and um, uh, from from the salmon pens, and and also escaped salmon from the salmon pens. Mm-hmm. So that that's some kind of loss that many uh, people feel, feel, and especially 
people who has uh, uh, fished themselves. But I was interested in your book because one of the good things about your book is that it gives us a history of how aquaculture came to be. And, and you describe back in the 1970s how people who were uh, sheep farmers, people involved in agriculture, had this idea that they could feed the world uh, by changing the way we uh, grow food and grow fish. So um, I guess it became it came from um, uh, a positive impulse of wanting to do good. That's true. Uh, in the 60s, you know, um, many people, students and so on, they, they were uh, into the, the, what do you call the, the green revolution? Yes. Uh, they thought about, you know, how to um, produce more food in the world. And um, also some of these people that that we call um, the the father of salmon farming, like this guy, uh, Trygve Jedrem, um, no, old Norwegian guy. He was very inspired by, you know, how um, how people had breeded um, other animals on land, like like sheep. He came mm-hmm. from a sheep farm himself, right? And um, and he uh, and some other Norwegians they saw that uh, uh, they had to uh, use what they had learned in in breeding animals like sheep and cows and and pigs and so on and and try to use the same principles in in breeding uh, a better salmon mm. and um that's what i started with and and then uh that, that was kind of uh laying the ground for for industry i guess the story is a, a story of unintended consequences it became it came from a a good impulse but there, when you kind of uh, experiment with nature, things that you don't expect to happen do happen, and that causes problems. So we've had, um, uh, I guess, 50 years of, uh, of issues that um, uh, you describe in the book, uh, and you just mentioned uh, a while ago, the, uh, the sea lice, uh, the disease. Those of us who follow these things uh, know a little bit about those issues, but the general public haven't really... Uh, clued in to the issues and you describe in the book the massive um, PR apparatus that the industry has and the way that uh, they have tried to suppress research and you say that um, in 2016 you were tipped off that the work of researchers was being suppressed and that's one of the reasons why you came to write the book Tell us, tell us about that. Yeah, so at the time, I worked uh, as an um, investigative reporter at uh, a weekly newspaper here in Norway called the Morgenblade, and um, and that's a that's a newspaper that covers a lot of um, uh, science issues, issues uh, about uh, researchers, and. Um, and then um, we knew that uh, salmon farming was this big booming industry and um, more and more people worked with it, also scientists. But we didn't know that um, uh, this issue of um, uh, uh, science and research on, on salmon was such a politicized thing and that um, uh, many of of the researchers who had, had work with it, they they would um, risk, you know, being uh, if they came up with uh, 
research that the salmon industry didn't like. They will risk being slandered or, or pressurized. Um, they could get problems with uh, uh, getting finance for 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 their research, and and many of these researchers were afraid of speaking out in public. Um, so that was um, what me and 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 my co-author Seattle started to work with uh, uh, these uh, these scientists and and their stories. Um, and then um, we we made it into a, a series of, of articles that uh, got a lot of attention, and we also won, won, won a prize for good um, reporting, mm-hmm. uh, good science reporting. Uh, and then we kind of we were asked uh, uh, if we could uh, wor- work further and work it into a book and. Mm-hmm. And then we wrote to this book called um, The New Fish uh, mm-hmm. that is uh, out now. Yes. And uh, those among those researchers were some Canadians. This is not just a, a Norwegian story. It's a kind of international story, including some people in Canada who you talked to and um, were pressured by their bosses not to say anything. Um, so it's a, it's a kind of a, a global thing, the suppression of the evidence. Yeah, that's true. We we wanted to make uh, the book uh, a story of, of salmon farming from from the very beginning when I started this industry, and we also wanted to be a global book, um, mm-hmm. uh, taking in you know uh, everything that happened when salmon farming spread uh, across the world, you know, to to Scotland, Canada, Chile. Australia, Iceland, you know, uh, all over. Um, and then um, we got, you know, um, into some stories about uh, Canadian uh, researchers, especially Christy Miller Saunders, um, who who worked with uh, um, uh, wild salmon in Canada and and tried to. Uh, figure out uh, why so many wild salmon disappeared from the river. Um, the, the 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 threats to the salmon stocks in 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 form in in, in case of diseases and so on. And 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 she got some problems when she uh, found some results in her research that the these diseases could come from the fish farms. Mm. So a very interesting. Uh, story and I also think it's um, it's a story of uh, concern because uh, um, we need the we need the science we need research to to be free you know mm-hmm. we need the research to be able to to speak out uh, for uh, uh, tell about what they they find in their research um, so that uh, that that knowledge can be used for the common good of of the society that that mm. notice can be by uh, the politicians to to make a good policy. Mm. Um, if, uh, if science is uh, suppressed, you know we we risk um, making bad decisions. You describe uh, the situation in Norway as a kind of you compare it to the military industrial complex where the government and the the aquaculture industry 
and uh, the research industry, they're all sort of locked together. So they're all kind of like one thing. And uh, it it's kind of like the situation in Canada as well, particularly in Newfoundland, where the biggest proponent of aquaculture is the provincial government, uh, notwithstanding the, the science that we have. Um, but I wonder why a country like Norway, which is, uh, you know, very rich, you have all that uh, offshore uh, uh, oil, which is another environmental issue, but just in terms of uh, money, uh, why would a rich country like Norway be so uh, committed to aquaculture? Um, you have other alternatives. Why do you need it? And why has there been such um, loyalty uh, by the government to the industry? So in, in Norway, um, we have the notion that uh, we need to find some other industries to to um, uh, take the position of, of oil because um, the politicians re realize that we can't rely on oil forever, you know. Um, so they're looking for new industries and, and um, sal salmon farming is very lucrative. Um, it's also um, uh, uh, an industry that uh, can, um, uh, I mean, salmon can be produced in in the fjords along the coast uh, where people have uh, lived off the, the wild fish, uh, worked as fishermen for, for um, a long time. And many of these fishermen have uh, lost their jobs because um there's not so much uh, fish anymore and not everybody can can live from that you know in the in the beginning there were many many people could have a, a small farm you know you know uh, uh, along the coast and they could have uh, uh, their farm and also have a small um salmon pen you know mm -hmm. so do but uh, uh salmon farming um became more and more concentrated and the big uh, salmon companies bought the small ones and they uh, became um, more and more uh, like an uh, a big industry with with uh, multinational companies like mm -hmm. like movie and some others um so uh, so now it's more like um, a few uh, international owned companies um controlling uh, a lot of this industry mm. um and now people start you know speaking out against this because they see also that the owners of this industry uh, make um uh, tremendous fortunes they make a lot of money and and many people want to uh, i mean they make a lot of money and they're using the the common sea the common fjords mm. and there's you know, you know about you know should 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 the pub public should the uh, government and and local communities should they get more of the profits from yeah. from that um uh, industry that has been one of the biggest uh, debates in in Norway the last year yeah you describe in the book uh, one heir to uh, uh the uh, one of the aquaculture companies uh has uh, has a lot of money has fancy watches, a big mansion, a fancy car. Uh, so he likes to show off his uh, the money that comes from uh, from aquaculture, that comes from a, a public uh, a public resource turned into uh, private uh, private enjoyment. 
So people yeah, don't like true. that. People don't like that, uh, I suppose. Yeah, that's true. You know, because you know, we know at the same time that uh, this production, sound production, has a lot of issues with the. Um, um, it affects the environment very negatively. Not only uh, does it threaten the wild salmon, so so the the wild salmon is now on the red list. People in in Norway, it's it's red listed that um, people uh, the experts think that the um, wild salmon can become extinct. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's also a lot of issues with the. You know how um, uh, chemicals, toxins are uh, left in the in the sea, um, like the chemicals they use to to kill off the lice of the mm-hmm. salmon, um, and also the the feces uh, and uh, um, what's what's left from the from the salmon and from the feed also sink to the bottom of of the sea and, and affect the environment. So you have all these kind of these environmental questions. You have all, all big questions about how the salmon itself is is handled uh, because it gets a lot of uh, illness. It gets uh, wounds on the body and, mm-hmm. and uh, the the harsh of the salmon, the farm salmon is, is very weak as well. So, so many um of this uh, farm salmon actually dies of, of heart diseases yes. uh, and when when there's all these problems um people uh react when they see that a few individuals uh, make so much money out of this and 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 get uh a, a lot of wealth um even becoming uh, uh some of the richest individuals in Norway Mm-hmm. So, um, so then uh, you get uh, in Norway new new terms like salmon barons and and such uh, expressions um, going against against these uh, these people. Yes, and despite the uh, what people thought in the nineteen seventies about uh, aquaculture being able to feed the world, it actually has caused problems for people in coastal communities in Africa because uh, many, a lot of the feed for these farmed salmon are the little fish, um, the fish like anchovies and and sardines that uh, people in those areas would live on. It would be a source of protein, but it's being exported now uh, to feed these farmed salmon in in Norway. So, uh, not only uh, is it causing the uh, all these pollution problems in Norway, but it's not it's uh, hurting other people in the world who uh, who are losing food to the uh, their food is going to the farm salmon. Yeah, that's true. You know, the the um, salmon salmon uh, uh, industry companies um they they use slogans like feeding the world they say they have to produce salmon uh, because uh, people in the world need more food and so on uh, but then if you uh, investigate those claims you see that um um they use a lot of fish oil and fish meal for 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 the salmon feed and uh, a lot of that um fish oil and fish meal 
um, that, that is so sourced from small pelagic um, fish stocks, mm -hmm. uh, for example, on the coast of South America and uh, the coast of West Africa. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, you know, for for people locally in in these other four countries, they they could have eaten that fish, and that will be very nutritious and that will, you know, uh, feed them. But instead, um, uh, local and, and big uh, fish companies, they 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 sell the, the fish, uh, they make the fish into fish meal and fish oil and sell it to uh, salmon feed companies. Mm. So instead of feeding the world, um, they are actually taking uh, some of these uh, fish away from people and and giving them them to to salmon and uh, selling the salmon to to rich people you know in other places of the world. As we know, uh, in some areas uh, there have been um, attempts to shut down um, fish farms. Uh, the coast of uh, the uh, Pacific U.S., the state of Washington, were in the process of trying to shut them down off the coast of B.C. But I was surprised to learn in your book that the Norwegian companies are now in Iceland, uh, trying to expand in Iceland. And uh, I see that the um, uh, singer Bjork is uh, trying to stop them. She's part of a campaign to um, to uh, stop fish farms in, in her native Iceland. Uh, in Newfoundland, we look to uh, Iceland with admiration for being better stewards of their fishery. Uh, they still have their they're codfish more than, and we've kind of lost it through overfishing. Um, so I was very surprised that the uh, people in Iceland who've had such wisdom about their fishery are now getting into the aquaculture business. And uh, what do you what do you think that is? Is it the same as in in Norway that people want the jobs? Is it that they don't have the information? Um, what do you think is going on in Iceland? Well, it's, you know, it's it's um, uh, the situation for the the salmon farmers to to speak of them first is that they are looking for new places to produce salmon because um, uh, many of the fjords are full already in Norway. There are too too much uh, lies, so they had to reduce the production in many fjords. Um, in in Canada, um, you know more of the situation than uh, I am, but uh, I know that they were also kicked out of some of their their facilities there and had to close down there. Mm -hmm. um, in uh, Argentina, they had to to stop doing salmon farming altogether. So they face problems, you know, many places, and they're looking for new places to produce salmon and uh, and Iceland is one of those places that they look to mm. um I think some um, politicians in Iceland they see that uh, this could be um uh, a lucrative industry to to let in and some of the communities uh up there in the uh, for example in the west fjords of Iceland um they look for uh, new new industries maybe they can get some more um 
uh, employment, you know, there might be, um, you know, people want to work and <laughs> they, they wanted to have a, a booming business up there. Uh, and then they, they let um, a lot of salmon farmers in. Uh, what we know is that the same consequences that we had in in Norway and you have also had in Canada and in Chile and some other uh, uh, countries, these same consequences are are starting to show in Iceland as well. Um, the, the Icelanders were were told that they would have no lies there. They, they are told that the someone wouldn't escape, but now this is happening and and. And they feel they feel, um, um, uh, they, feel they, they they were tricked. They 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 f- um, were maybe a bit naive as well. Mm-hmm. But now people in Iceland rise against this, and 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 that's what we see now with with Björk and a lot of other people protesting there. Mm-hmm. So what what do you think is going to happen with aquaculture? Is it uh, ever, it almost reminds you of uh, of smoking or uh, or fossil fuels, where for many years we go along and um, you know we just think it's okay, and then suddenly there's uh, we have these moments where um, where we where the public kind of uh, comes to a sort of massive awareness about the about the dangers. Um, do you see that happening or will the industry just go on looking for other places uh, and bringing the same problems with them? Well, it's a, it's a danger that they will just go on because they make so much money. You know, people mm-hmm. want to buy salmon and uh, it's, a, it's a huge market and um, the, the companies make a lot of money. Um, I think uh, what is needed is... Uh, uh, better uh, regulation uh, that the uh, government started to to implement the um, the precautionary principle mm-hmm. uh, and um, that they start to um, uh, uh, put uh, higher environmental standards and so on and I also think the um, the industry needs to look um towards better technology more modern technology like using closed pens you know pens uh, on the land facility. rather than on the water could be uh could be uh, uh land-based um uh, facilities but also closed facilities um in the sea so that uh um the the salmon won't uh, escape and uh and uh, and that you can um, uh, close out the the sea lice. Um, so I think that that needs to to happen, and and the um, uh, industry needs and the governments need to listen to uh, what people have to say about this, and and look also to look at the best um, uh, research on on the environmental consequences and such things and 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 this industry have to be um regulated and 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 kind of steered into um better technology mm. well simon uh great to talk to you thanks for the book uh congratulations on having it in english a few years after it appeared in norwegian so a great uh contribution to our understanding so uh thanks for the book and um 
Thanks for talking to us. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm happy to talk to you, to you and uh, I hope that um, uh, in, in Canada you can learn some something from the mistakes we, we made in Norway. We were speaking with Simon Saetra, author with Shatil Osli of The New Fish, The Truth About Farm Salmon and the Consequences We Can No Longer Ignore. And that's it for the program. The Migma Matters team is producer Allison Baker, researcher Hillary McGinnis, and correspondent Greg James. This is Glenn Wheeler, Emsonokama.